0: Amen. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing this morning? Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. It's a good day to be alive. Is that right? How many of you in here are believers? How many of you believe? How, how would we know you are a believer? Look at somebody and say, do you have evidence? Do you have evidence? Do you have evidence? Come on. Serious question. Amen. Come on. Let me just, you know, I was sitting here, and as uh, our pastor was worshiping and blessing the Lord, and I began to, I began to sense some interferences. Not that we highlight it, but I also sense that God wanted to strengthen his people this morning. How many of you say I could use some strength? Amen. And I'm not talking about natural strength. I'm talking about strength from on high that has been deposited down on the inside of you. And one of the greatest ways um, to release that strength is to your praise, to your praise, come on. Come on, we got to praise. You got to praise in this day like you have never praised before. You you got to just get wild. You just gotta get undignified. You just gotta say, you know what? If I got to be here, I'm gonna make a difference. Is that right? Come on, if I gotta be in this world with all that's going on, oh no. I'm gonna take some territory. Come on, I don't know about you. Come on, I used to I used to be a little quiet girl. I used to be very intimidated and very afraid. But when Jesus came into my life and he began to put his spirit Come on, then he says, "I have not given you a spirit But of But of Well, this is a teaching church. Yes, I'm in the right place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So just look at somebody and say, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, power, just looking right in the eye, power, love Love. say in a sound mind mind. so you're not losing your mind no amnesia what's that other thing uh alzheimer's what else Uh, no dementia i don't see it in the word that i should have it oh i just i said y'all said you were believers who's believing Who's believing you don't have a spirit of fear? What do you have? A spirit of love and a sound mind. Man, that'll preach right there. I could just stay right there. Them three little words, power, love, and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. Oh, my God. That's a rap. Is that a rap? Sound mind. Power. Is this what you're supposed to do? Is this what you're supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is this right? Is this right? Is this right? Is this right? Oh yeah. This is right. Y'all got them big old rings and diamonds on. Is this right? Is this right? Is this right? Come on. I don't know what what is this supposed to mean? I don't know, but it sounds good. What's it mean? It's so good to see you. Hey. Listen, power, sound, my. Listen, come on, we're putting strength in right now. You say, she just talking. No, I'm working something. Because the joy, 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 the joy of the, not Valentine's Day, the joy of, because some of y'all didn't get a Valentine and you was all, but the joy of the, is what? My strength. Amen. Glory to God. Now, now the pastor told me I could just flow. He knows my gift. Don't lock me in. Don't box me. Don't box me because this is the year, this is the decade that we're breaking out. Put a say we broke out. And you need to you need to you need to demonstrate that. And the only way you're really going to know when a crisis comes, crises don't come uh, to to really uh, tear you down. They come to expose what is inside of you that you have not yet experienced. Amen. Amen. There is a strength. That you have not used. There's a strength that you didn't even have use for. There is a strength that you didn't even know that you had it. There is a strength that you didn't even know you could do it. And we come to stir that this morning. We come to stir it up because if you name the name of the Lord then this has been made available to you. It's a part of who you are. I cannot say that I belong to him and not have his strength. You know, as, as a coach, because I did some coaching, put it like this. <laughs> you know, you, you, you can do four different things in your lifetime, right? <laughs> Amen. We pastored. That was one level. Yeah, hallelujah. Glory to God. And then we passed batons. Hallelujah glory to God. Then the Lord says, okay, I want you to kind of do some one-on-one. So we begin to coach. We took some training. We added some more skill to our lives. And I began to find out that people did not really know who they really were. Even believers, they did not know the strength that they had. And as I would do that, I I would find out that most people had a feeling of, am I good enough? Do I have enough? Did I do it right? We're always concerned about that. But when you are in Christ Jesus, it comes with the package. You are packaged with the power, with the strength, with supernatural ability. And he says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And knowledge is this noun of who you are. So if you don't know who he is, it's hard for you to know who he is. Amen? Amen. So the strength that you need to live this life has already been made available before you even came into this earth because you came as a result of the desire of the Father. He wanted you here you were not just um, a result of your mother and your father. They were only the channels. Amen? But you were God's idea. Just tell somebody, I'm God's idea. Mm-hmm. He wanted me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even about me. I had nothing to do with it. And so now we come into this earth. He's brought us here. But everything that's in him is in us. Or everything that's in us is in him. So when I would talk to people and coach them, we would ask that question, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Mm -hmm. That's a real popular one, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's what they always ask, and that's good. That's a get-starter. You pay for money to find out what you already know. What would you do? And I'm going to ask that right now to you because you told me you were believers. God want to know what you believe. What would you do different now if you knew you couldn't fail? I want you to stop and think about it. It's not a trick question. Because then the Lord had to begin to show me. He says it depends on what your definition of fail is. See, it's what is your perspective concerning failure? Listen, in him I live and move and have my being. He lives in me and has his being. And he moves and lives through me. So if there is no failure in Somebody's awake, somebody's getting it. Somebody's getting it. It's popping. I see it popping. If there's no failure in him, then what? I cannot fail. Why? Because he is in me and I am in him. Okay, I look some of y'all look got this question mark. So what happened when this didn't go right? And what happened when that didn't go right? Was it a failure? Or was it a learning experience? Was it a place where you begin to have to press into God to begin to see the power and the strength and to see his ability? Did God, did he plan any failure for you? He had no plan of failure. There's no failure in him. I just want you to come on. I'm coming against religious minds right now because we came to church Boy, you know when you come to church and you get me, you, is, you are not going to get no religious stuff. Amen. 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 I didn't live too long. We're over 70 now. Oh my God. We, I, look, it's the real deal. I've been assigned by God to give you truth, present truth. And to stir you up this morning, to put you in remembrance of what he has already said about you. Glory to God, I get excited about that. Amen. So if there's no failure in him, then there's no failure in you. So what happened when you went through your crisis? Well, it's obvious you're still alive. You're here. You went through your sickness, but you're still here. Come on, you went through your trouble but you're still here. In fact, you're even better now. Well, You didn't learn some lessons. You didn't experience some things. You know the power of God and you know the power of the enemy. You know now that you definitely have an adversary. If you didn't believe in the devil, you are a believer now that he is alive. But what we need to know is his status. What is his present day status? And you know, I told told them pray for me because I could go. I could have you here all day. We just go out and get some Oh Chick fil A is not open on Sunday. Get some Get some Wawa. Come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, see, you need to know know your status. That's where your strength is going to come in. If you know your work, if you know that what you call defeat or failure was really an opportunity of a blessing hid in disguise. Now, if I had time and I was doing coaching with you one-on-one, we would break this down. We would unpack that. And when you get up, you'd be much stronger. Nobody laid hands on you. We didn't grease you. We just gave you some truth. We just (laughs) exposed some things so that you can see my people perish for lack of knowledge. Let me stay on this vein right now. So... I heard somebody say, well, what about when Jesus went to the cross? Wasn't that a defeat? No. Because he got up. There can be no resurrection if there was no death, no crucifixion. See, some things are dying in your life, so other things can be birthed. You just gotta know. You got to know. And when you leave here, then you're going to be talking to him. He's, he's speaking to you right now. You showed up. I didn't know you were going to be here, but you showed up because he wants to make some things plain to you. He wants to expose some areas that you've been struggling over. You've been stumbling over. You've been in a stuck place, and you'll weary yourself to the grave. You can die prematurely and it not be his will. A lot of things happened, but it wasn't his will. But because we're like him, we are we're able to resurrect. Look at somebody and say, I'm a resurrector. Yeah. And, and then ask them, so what are you resurrecting? No. Come on. Come on. See, because when you leave here today, I want you to know that. I want you to know that no matter what I'm dealing with today... Jesus has already taken care of it. He has already dealt with it. Listen, the victory is yours. Remember, a few, about a month ago, I taught on perpetual victory. Why? Because the Word of God says in 2, Timothy, 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be unto God who always, always means, always. amen, I don't have to be in the Greek to, to get that, I, I don't need to do a whole lot of Bible stuff, always is, always, always. he said he all, and one treasure said, he leads me to, he causes me to, so if, his spirit is in us, and he's causing me to triumph and to have victory. Then I need to what? Cooperate. Cooperate. I, I learned that that is real important now. Because I've been fighting against God, wrestling against God. Because I, I didn't realize that. Lord, why this? And, and God, how come we don't have? Lord, I remember when my son was born, when I was pregnant with my son, mm years ago. And, um, you know, the cord was around his neck. And I was in Bible school, and my uh, water broke, and the water went everywhere. I'm sitting up here trying to learn the things of God so I can fulfill my assignment on the earth. And all of a sudden, this baby is like seven weeks premature. And the doctors, they rushed me to the doctors and, and the hospital, and they said, Miss Jones, you're having this baby right now. I was so cocky. I said, I'm not having this baby right now, because I got a class. (laughs) I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm gonna have him on when we have our break. No, seriously, that was the cause. Because when we found out that most pastors and preachers had lied to us about the truth, we went into the word. And whatever that word says, we were taking it at face value. If God says that I'm more than a conqueror, I'm more than a conqueror. If he says, take no thought for what you shall eat or wear or whatever, we did. We went and got a whole... We got a new car, didn't have no credit, no money, no money down, but our faith was so strong. We went in there with no money, no credit, and we came out with two cars. How do you do that? We took God right at his word. Now, you can do that when you're a baby, but you don't do that when you get big and old. You're supposed to have learned some sense, like get your credit straight. All that kind of stuff, right? So don't go out here and say, well, you know, I'm just going to do it because God did it for her. Yeah, because we were learning. We were just, you know, got to work with you. He will never leave you. And he still hasn't left us. But the thing was, was that there were things that I did not know. We did not know, but our hearts. Let me tell you something. In these last days, you got to have a heart after God. I don't care if you miss it big time, but if your heart is right, you got to be open. You got to have a heart with like, Lord, you know, I want to obey you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I I know I blew it, but I want to do right. Come on. There's hope. So see, so when you come into a crisis, let me get back. When you come into a crisis and things don't look like what you thought it should be, You begin to question God. You begin to doubt. And so when my baby, I mean, that was my fourth child, our fourth child. All the rest of them were fine. No problem. Beautiful kids. Wonderful. Look at this one right here. This is the oldest. Isn't she beautiful? Just like her mama. No. But now all of a sudden, I'm really serving God, and all of a sudden, I'm having this baby. Seven weeks early. I'm like, oh, no, no. And then the doctor says the, the, the man, if the angels had not pushed him out, he would have died. Well, I was angry with God. I was mad with God. I was wrestling. Then I had to hear all the doctors report he'll never be um, like another you know, little kids, and he'll never run and he'll have a hair or lip, and he'll probably have respiratory problems well. That's the one. That has played NFL football. 6 different 6 years. That's right. What did God do? He took the crisis. See, we got to learn to pray, and this isn't the message, but you got to you got to call God's original intention. God's original intention for my son was to play that ball to give him a status, but let me get back to me, so I'm I'm rebuking, I'm getting mad with God, when really what I should have been saying was decreeing his word over our life, that's how you get perpetual victory in every situation, because you don't know what's ahead, while I'm mad and angry, and sitting there saying, God, we give you our whole life, and this is what we get, I literally said that. But God knew better. You see, you do have an enemy. You do have an adversary. You do have, it's not so much about you, it's about the God in you. Right. And the more you get him in you, the more the attacks come. But the more you get in, get him in you and you're learning more about him, you become more strengthened, and you become more of a threat to the enemy. So now you're no longer afraid of him. He's afraid of you. Just look at somebody right now and say, the enemy is really afraid of you. Yes, yes. And who's in you? And what you're carrying? And what you have? Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's, that's where the real, that's the warfare. Come on, this, okay, Pastor Walt's been talking about the, the mindset of a warrior. The mindset. Because in 1 Peter, I believe 1 and 13, he says, gird up. Gird up the loins of your mind. Your mind is the battlefield. Your mind is the place where the enemy attacks. Why? Because he's given you a free mind to choose, to choose. And this morning I'm saying he wants you to choose to agree with him. If you agree with him and his plan, your life will turn around. i'm saying i don't know your situation but i know this word works and i know this word if you're here it is pointed not for your head but for your heart and if you will receive it you will leave out change because the word is about trans well put it like transformed transformation transformed by the power of God. His word is a two-edged sword. His word is powerful. That is your greatest offense. You know the, the rest of the armor. He said, put on the armor, but that's all defense. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. My feet? Come on now. The belt. Yeah. Come on. Come on, my, my shield, protecting my heart. Come on, the helmet on my head, all of that. That's all defense. Yes. But the greatest defense is a good offense. Amen. And I heard the Lord say, when I was studying and preparing for you, he says, my people are like stuck in holes, trying to hold the fort. He says, my people are stuck in holes, trying to hold the fort. In other words, I just, Lord, take care of me. Oh God, I thank you for enough money to pay my bills. Oh God, Lord, the doctor said, Help me, Lord. It's all about you. You're in a fort. That's called a stronghold. Yeah. But it's time for you to come out. Where he says, Tell them in Joel 3, he said, Proclaim this to the people. Prepare. For war. Yeah. Well, that didn't go over too <laughs> good. Prepare for war. You're hearing all these things going on on the TV. You're hearing things from the president. You're hearing things from Iran. You're hearing things across the country, China, Russia, all these countries, all these things. We can't just stick our head down in the ground and act like we don't have anything to do with it. Your greatest thing that you can do more than going to the White House or more than going on the natural battlefield is to begin to decree the word of God. You throw that word, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. You throw that word, that's how you use the word, I do not have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound. mind. See, the more you agree with the words of the enemy, the more you empower him, and that's what becomes a stronghold. A stronghold is something that of thoughts imaginations, things that aren't even real. I wish I really had time. I told pastor, I said, I pulled out my notes on spiritual warfare, and I could teach you all day long, all week long. Because that's what God had. That's my assignment in the earth. That's how I met you, wasn't it? I came over there, and we was talking about doing strongholds. Is the Corinthians that says pulling down. Strongholds imaginations, high things that would exalt itself, the nerve of it, against the will of God. What? That's how, that's how the enemy fights. He has to get you into deception. He has to get you into believing the lie. He has to get you to where you think on it until thinking enough on it becomes worry. Worry. That's, you know, the opposite of worry is meditate, not (laughs) medicate. Meditate on the word. That means roll it over and over. Just like you would sit and say, Lord, I don't know how we're going to pay these bills. God, I don't know what we're going to do. No, 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 no. Because this is not your season to be worrying about those things. He says, I need you as a warrior. We got a few soldiers in here. You you when you when they took you in, you was what in boot camp. What were they doing? Stripping your old identity. They were giving you a new mindset. What is it like eight weeks or how long is boot camp? Twelve in twelve weeks they have converted you from a civilian to a soldier. You know what, Pastor? That's not a bad idea. Because if we trained you, when I was coming, we were driving in, I felt like God was saying to me, he says, my church in these last days will become a training center, not an entertainment center. My people must be trained and who I have called them to be. Because he's put gifts in every one of you. That's why we need you. Look at somebody and say, you are necessary. There's nobody else like you. Nobody can do what you can do. You are awesome. You are more than a conqueror. You, you, you. Oh, my God. We could stay on this for a while. That's why knowing who you are, are, knowing your identity, knowing whose you are, why you're here, what you're carrying, who you're going to do it with, where you're going to do it, what are the resources I'm going to have to use to do it with, all of these are vital questions that you have to you, you, you need to know it, but it's all found in the word of God. It's all found in that incorruptible seed that went in you. When you accepted Jesus, it was a seed just like the seed was planted, and it has to grow. And the Lord says most people are not cooperating. They're just not cooperating. You're still trying to live like an unrenewed self. The one of the things that we have to do in the army of the Lord is get a renewed mind. I can't think like I used to think. I can't think or feel like I used to feel. I, I got to forgive now instead of getting mad and angry. Amen. Come on, come on. I got to sow instead of saying, no, I ain't giving nobody no money for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I have to change my, you know, somebody hurt you or stabbed you in the back, and you know it straight up, but you still got to forgive. You still got to forgive and say, I love you anyway. And don't say, well, i forgive you, but I ain't going to forget it. No, that's not forgiveness. Thank God he forgave us. And he says, as far as the east is from the west, I wiped it out. So really, when you come into him, look at somebody and say, you don't have no past. You need to keep the slate clean. You need to keep it clean. How do you do that daily, 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 daily? That's what I mean about training. It's no option. Option. What? It's a matter of life and death. The devil will take you out. It is not an option. I don't pray because for Brownie points. I don't study to preach. I used to. I study, He's a study to show yourself a workman. What is that, Timothy 2:15? First Timothy? I'm Russian. I'm Russian. But you said you was a believer, so I know you know these scriptures, right? Besides you get the podcast. So what if we did that every day? What if we're cleansing our heart every day? The day I was just and you know sometimes we say you gotta pray and pray. No, most of the time you need to shut up and listen. That's what I found out in my older age. You know, I know we need to pray in the spirit, but he wants to talk to you. He wants to tell you some mysteries. He wants to show you some things that you don't know. That's why you're worried. That's why you're troubled. But if you knew what he knew, you would say, the joy of the Lord. Yeah. And we taught you that, didn't we? It's my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. All right, that's what I taught her when she was a little girl. Still in there. See, the eternal, the eternal things of God are eternal. They don't go away. Wow. What's, here, now I need to ask you a question. What's still stuck in your spirit that you have not renewed? What are you still holding on to? That old guy? That old girl? It's quiet. I mean, it's just life, right? We're all here on life. There is no special bonuses for me as a pastor or a prophet or an apostle. No, uh uh-uh. We all, in fact, to whom much is given, much is required. But the training, let me just hit right here, I hear him saying come back to the training because my people need to be trained in how you need to think. I have have counseled many people and I said, you know, the Lord wants you to do this and that. Uh, Pastor Dorian, I tried that. Well, that's what's wrong. Don't try. Do it. And then come back because I have nothing else different to tell you. Right? Okay, come on because the word works. It does not return. Isaiah 55, 11, it does not return void, but it accomplishes those things that are pleasing in his sight, the things that he sent it to. See, to give the word an assignment. That's why your Bible is like your roadmap. It's your GPS. The Holy Spirit is your GPS. You see, so if we trained you how to think, if we trained you how to walk upright, if we train you how, how, how to, to, to speak the word, that your words are seasoned with grace to the hearer, the Bible says. If we train you that you're not to walk, uh, uh, Psalms 1, with the, with the counsel of the what? Ungodly. You know, you know they sinner. You know, why are you gonna sit and listen with them? Why, why are you gonna even entertain that? Give me that scripture again. Nor walk in the council, don't walk in the council or sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law. And in his law, doth he meditate. meditate, how often? Day and night. That's the difference from study. Meditate, you, you could, doesn't take long. These are the kind of things that, this is like basic training. This will change your, and then the Holy Ghost will bring conviction. I don't have to tell you your skirt is too short or all your boobs are hanging out. One of our elders told me to say that, no. (laughs) Ah! She's sitting right over there. No, do y'all understand what I'm saying? When the Holy Spirit, that's what you want. You got to be able, see, when when coaching, we called it self-mastery. You got to be able to to have conscious awareness of every moment of where you are and what you're doing and what you're thinking and then be able to change it. And you can. It's almost like magic. I don't believe in magic, but I'm saying that's just how quick it is. But that's the power of the word. So when the enemy comes to my mind and says, you know, you're not good enough, or, you know, you you, you too skinny, or you, you this or you that. So I can't just like, yeah, or devil, I bind you. What I really got to do now is fine. I am, I am made in his image. I am fearfully and wonderfully what are you talking about you see what I'm saying you got to throw that word you got to put that word out there and that's why you need to know your Bible that's where the ignorance come I didn't know that I had that I didn't know what I had inherited can you imagine if you got you know a billion dollars in the bank laid up in your name and really in essence the salvation that we have far succeeds any money that we could ever have. Come on, come on. Somebody said, would you rather have $100,000 or would you rather have um, someone that is showing you how To make money on a regular basis, you better go with those that are constantly showing you how because that $100,000, you'll spend that, that's gonna be gone. But what God has given us and what has been laid up, listen, the Holy Spirit is just a down payment and He's all of that. He's all of that. If the Holy Spirit is just a down payment of what we're to get, my God, my God, are you serious? Are you serious? That's why I said, are you a believer? The Lord began to share with me. He said, see, in the church, it says you, it's a difference between being um, a soldier and a civilian. Is that right? Even after you come out of the army, it's still different. Because there is something that has been, been ingrained in you that a soldier... And that's what we're to do. I'm going to get you later. That's what you're to do, is to be able to think. That's why he said in, in 2 Timothy 2, he says, be strong, my son. Son. Paul was raising up sons. In the church, we're to raise up sons, not members that decide they want to come, but they don't want to come. They go, they don't want to go. We We got to go find you until a crisis comes. No. Mm -mm. Sonship realizes that I am a part of my father, and I am here on an assignment. That's why being, listen to me, in a local church and planted is for your benefit. Because someone is always someone. Pastors are praying. The Bible says we have to give a good account of you. What I found in my travels is that there are more displaced people out there. And the key, some of it is because they have been mistreated or abused by pastors, by churches. They've been worn out. They've been, yeah, that's true. Because God says, no, I'm going get, to get that shepherd. But God will deal with them. But you still have your part. See what I'm saying? And our job is to start gathering them up. Start gathering them up and putting them in a place where you can be loved, where your gift can come forth. When I was working prison ministry and going in and out, I found more gifts locked up. I was like, man, we could use that in our church. Wow. Man, them girls could sing. They could play. They just made a mistake. It is no different than us, but they can be forgiven, but now they're penalized. But thank God we have ministered to those women, and we had two that was literally had, um, what do you call them, life sentences that were released, that got pardoned. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, that's, that's, I have a witness. <laughs> I have evidence. Amen. As we were teaching through our school of the woman, we would go in there and teach them and says, We're here because you're going to get out. And when you get on get out, you're not going to go the same way. People have to be trained. People have to be trained. So um, the question is to you, are you a civilian or are you a soldier? A soldier is under orders soldier has boundaries. <sighs> wow. I, I know we're going to be teaching a lot of this. And so I'm going to rest. Okay. I'm not going to try to give it all to you at one time, but something is bubbling in my spirit like never before. Let me just tell you this open confession. God began to deal with my heart. Oh my gosh, probably last August, September. He spoke to my heart. He says, just like I'm talking to you. In my, see, you'll learn a lot if you'll just, just sit down and be quiet. Yeah, and just listen. And he says, I need you, like a whisper, to come back and teach my people. You see, I thought my teaching days like this was over. And I was going to, I started coaching, and then I started you know, uh, college scenes, I loved college kids. We even did some Millennials, you know, where they had their big conference. And I was excited about that, hey, hey. But I said I did my due with them church folks if they didn't get it, it's <laughs> so on them now. Yeah. <laughs> he began to pull me in. And I was like, Lord, and I began to weep. Because the Bible says in 2 Timothy that the, those that are enlisted are enlisted so that they can please the one who enlists them. Is that right? Gosh, I wish supernaturally y'all was able to track me with these scriptures. But I, I got to get something else because we got, we got, we're going somewhere with all of this. And then, you know, sometimes if you don't really get it when he's talking to you, he'll put you to sleep. And you'll start dreaming. And I just want you to be aware, this is a season now, you're going to dream a lot. And you may not understand it. It's okay. Just write it down. Just write it down. Just write it down because interpretation will come. So what, after I had, God begin to speak to my heart, then the next thing, I had this dream, maybe a month later, and I dreamt that on my lawn was like an army and military uh, what it, fatigues with their guns pointed up. And it was like, I'm looking, look, in my house, in the dream, I'm looking out my window and seeing them and they're just like, oh my God, it looked like it was hundreds of them, right in my community. And their guns was pointed up. And I'm looking. It was so real that it, I, I just woke up. And I said, God, what are you saying? What, are, what, are you, what? What? And then he didn't say anything. But I began to sense, I need you to teach on warfare. I need you. And he took me back to the scripture that he had given me years ago in Luke 1 and 17. Where it says, I send the spirit of Elijah. And it says, but to make ready a people, listen to me, prepared for the Lord. Yeah. That's it. That's it. See, prepare. Oh, this is so good. Because this is, listen, this is Zachariah. This is the angel coming to tell Zachariah that, you know, your prayer, that you prayed y'all wanted that baby and it didn't seem to happen. But guess what? You're in the right timing now, bro. He was like, well, I'm too old. How this going to happen? My wife is old. I'm old. See, that's how I know. I know I still got work to do. I don't care. I'm going to finish my assignment. Glory to God. I'm going to finish it with good health and strength. Amen. And a lot of y'all going to help me do it, too. Amen. But this was, he's talking to Zachariah, and he says, and you're going to have this baby. And see, when God tells you something, he'll even give you purpose for those kids. Because nobody's here, just here. You may say, well, I don't know how to do nothing. Yes, you do. You just haven't discovered. And God put that in you. He didn't even wait for you to accept him as as your Lord and Savior. How good is our God? Man, he just did it on credit. He says, and he will himself go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah. Now, y'all know Elijah was no joke. I I was in Israel a few years back, and they had a statue of him. You know, man, I'm looking at that brother. I was like, he doesn't look like one of us. See, God will use anybody to do supernatural things. But it says, in the spirit, of the spirit and power of Elijah to turn back the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient and incredulous and, and unpersu-, wow, this is serious. unpersuadable to the wisdom of the upright, which is the knowledge and holy love of the will of God, in order to make ready... For the Lord, a people perfectly prepared in spirit, adjusted, and disposed, and placed in the right moral state. That's why you're here today, to make you ready, to get your mind adjusted, to get you morally. Come on, to get your eyes open, to get you to see that it is not about you. He told me that years ago. Years ago, that's part of when we started the school. But you see, you see, like, right now, the era that we're living in, we need your gift. Man, it's like, it's like God is saying, we're recruiting. We're recruiting now so we can train you not just to be a soldier, but you can be a captain. Then you can go on to the next level and the next level so that you can lead others. Yeah. So whether you're in the business world, whether you're in the sports world, whether you're in um, whatever, Education, whatever. It is called the kingdom of God. And we need you operating. Amen? So your business, especially if you're an owner, then you call the shots. You can call people back in the back room. Is that right, Elder Monica? She got a, a dressing, a bridal shop. How prophetic is that? She's preparing a bride of Christ. Yeah. But when those people come in, they think they're buying a wedding gown. They just don't know what they stepped into. If you are on my turf, then you come under. And how many people have gotten saved and filled and delivered? Why? Because she's been trained to do that. When God gives you an assignment, he gives it to you for his purpose. Just say, I'm not my own. I gotta get over myself. I really do. I'm sick, yeah. I'm sick of myself. This girl ain't got me in more trouble. Thinking I'm right. Amen, you see? Wow. Okay, so he's preparing you. Now I said all of that, that was just the introduction. How's my time? That was just the introduction. So how are we preparing you for war? One of the things he said is, my people have to be strengthened. First of all, to know that they've been called to war. You've been called to fight. That's why Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God that ye might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles in the Greek is our word, uh, our English word method. In other words, Satan has a M.O. He, he, he's, he, you know, I mean, he is brilliant and all of that, but he has a, he, he comes one way. One way, one road, and that road leads to your mind. So it's through your thoughts, through your imaginations. If I stopped and asked you now, what's on your mind? Or what do you think of the most? Because that becomes almost like a king. It almost becomes like a lord. It's causing your behavior, your directions, everything to go. Because it is the center. It is the control center, the mind. That's why we got to take hold, casting down every imagination, every thought that's not of God. And he says not just cast it down, but bring it into subjection to Christ Jesus. In other words, make it obey. Arrest that thought. Arrest that thought. Arrest that thought. I'm too fat. I don't look good. You know, my husband don't love me. Arrest that thought, because those are not the thoughts of God. The Bible says in Colossians 3, maybe, it says, set your affections. 3, 1. Okay, you be my concordance. This is a Bible teacher. He says because I'm doing this cuz this is about in grace because we didn't talk most of y'all. So thank God. Amen. But do you know and so it it means that you set your affections on things ab- above. That means like a thermostat. Like when I left my house today, I turned that heat down. Amen, cuz we're not in there till I come back. Good steward. Amen. So you set it. You set it every day when you get up. You set your affections on things above. You set your minds. Can't just let it roll. Some days I get up, I just don't feel like it. And I have to talk to myself. This is the day that the Lord has made. But I I, I I said, for me and him. Now, Lord, what is it that you want to do? You know, this sounds simple, but you see, this has come from experience. I learned this. That's why I'm pouring it into you. Just to share some stuff ain't deep. It ain't all that heavy Greek. But anyway, his MO, the wiles of the devil, it means the road. So I asked you right now, what is the road that he's always running to get to you? What is it, is it money? Is it sex? Come on, is it it lack? Hey, how about this one, fame? Significance, I'm already significant, but I was trying to be even more. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying, now we're getting over because when you override his will, you, then you know the enemy has, has rolled in. And you have to stop it. So even right now, before you leave, right now, you got to stop. Y- y'all should be writing these things down. Because these are like little spirits that we're going to we kill. Yes. You see what I'm saying? I'm not just giving this to you. Just No. Because we take a lot of notes. But what do we do with those notes? But right now, this is about you. You're here. There are some things that are struck. Listen, listen. Even this morning when we were doing praise and worship, there was so much interference going on in this house. I just about took my breath. I had to get up. You know if I sit down on praise and worship, something's up. And I said, Lord, what is it? It says, interference. The same interference you were experiencing when you were praying for the people. I was like, whoa. So it's in the house, yes. Okay, I'm just going to give you a little peek. Because this is part of what I do. Amen? You see, in the body of Christ, everybody not doing the same thing. And you, what, we're getting, what we want to get you to do is to be, I put it like this, almost an expert in what you do. So when we have a situation and say it's dealing with young guys and they don't know how to go get Elder Gary. Cause that's the man. If you need something and something's not working right, then, you know, go get it. Go get elder Ma- uh, Monica. Cause she can make stuff happen just like that. Gift it. If you want some real good food and you hungry, go get elder K. Anderson. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, what are you good at? What it sometimes, listen to me. Sometimes the gift that God has put in us, we are so familiar with our own selves that we don't think it's a gift. And everybody else is looking at you, it's like, wow. I mean, that's why you can't know yourself by yourself. People would say to me, Boy, you are good, man. You go to hug people and not just break and cry. You are good at pulling strongholds down. I said, I am. It's just something that we did or I said, what did I say? I don't know. But you're in a season now where God says, I want you to mature and to grow up and to know what you got, what you're carrying. Because all these years I've been trying to mature you into the full stature of Christ. Hello, hello, hello. It's like when you're in college, when you were going through college and your nursing program, you you graduated, right? Yeah, you graduated. It was like, okay, finish, move on now. You're able to what? Teach others. And they pay you for it. Is that right? She said more. Lord, we thank you. You You're increasing salary. But you got to be good at what you do. You don't get paid for the number of hours. You get paid for the problems that you solve. You get paid. Come on. Find a, somebody said, find a problem and. And solve it. That's really what you're here for. It is, you know. This all like, but it's true. It's true. It's true. What are you good at? Don't try to be something else that you're not. God will never help you be somebody else, but He sure will help you be who He called you to be. Come on, it's clicking. It's clicking. So what is it? What is What is the path right now before we move on? I'm not even gonna call up an altar. Nah, we do that too much. And what I've learned is if I keep casting your spirit out and you don't know how to maintain, then right next week. In fact, tomorrow. In fact, when you once you leave. Amen? Amen. So so the job is it ain't all that super spiritual. What we do know, the key is, can you hear God? My greatest thing that I can teach you is how to hear God. And once you begin to start hearing him, oh, you are a threat. And you got the word of God. You got the Holy Spirit. You got the name of Jesus. You got the blood of Jesus. Whoa, you got the whole armor. Come on. That means even when, when problems come our way, we can speak to it. And we can turn a no into a yes. Because we've done it. When we first started the church and we wanted the building. And they said, no, we don't let churches use this building. My husband came back home and he says, no, you know, they said no. I said, well, let's ask for another appointment because the Lord had already showed it to me. Let me tell you something. You better have some eyes to see. When you see something, you don't stop until what you see has manifested. Is anybody listening? Now, in order you you so let me finish. So anyway, we made another appointment. We went, we sat down, we start talking. He says, Well, I'll let you have it for just just these couple of days because we wanted it for an anniversary service, our first anniversary. Well, we had the anniversary for them couple of days, and we never left. We were there for the next 20 years. Is that how long we were there? Yeah, yeah. But God was showing me then, you have power. Power is in your mouth. Victory is in your mouth. And this is the year you got to open up your mouth. And don't be saying, but Lord... We're crying too much for the Lord to do, and he said, I did everything that I'm going to do, and I put it in you now. If you were a fighter, if you were a fighter before you came into Christ, you still got that fight. And you need to rise up and use it. Just don't cuss, right? (laughs) Come on. You got to do it the right way. We have power with God. Remember, a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. We can speak to body aches. Come on, and don't doubt. He said you can speak to the mountain. It's real. It works. It works. I got any believers in here. That's why I started off. Any believers? Any believers? Listen, but doubt is okay because doubt means I just don't have enough information. If you give me enough information. But unbelief, he will operate because you're saying, I don't believe what God said. Difference? Who was it that says I don't believe it till I see it Thomas? Doubting Thomas? Jesus showed up, said here it is Tom. I'll give you some more evidence. Boom, that was it. You see? And that's why we need to teach, and that's why you need to train, and that's why you need to hear, and that's why you need to read your word, and that's why you need to pray in the spirit, and that's why you, because he wants to reveal more to you. If all you're getting in spirituality is a Sunday morning and a Wednesday night, man, I feel sorry for you. You're going to be getting beat all the rest of the days. That's what the Gentiles do. That's what the worldly people do, right? I mean, I could go on and on and on, but Lord, give me the right utterance right now. My God. My God. You are precious in his sight. You are valuable. You are necessary. You are needed. And let me tell you something. God fights our battles. He, Well, that's, that's not even really good to say now because... He fought it. Let me change it. He fought. He won. He won. Even 1 Corinthians 15 and 57 talks about thanks being a God that has given us the victory. Remember, I'm just repeating. Sometimes you don't need the whole chapters and all of that. He fought for Joshua. You remember, there was an, it, one case where the Lord just reigned. Hailstones and storm. I'm telling you how God's going to defeat your enemies in this last day. You can't even figure it out. You just got to stand there and trust Him. You say, "Well, Lord, I think if You'll do it like this." And God, if I could just give this job over here, you don't know how. You cannot. We we should not tell Him, but we should decree what He already said. That's right. Give Him back the word. Back the word. Amen. You see what I'm saying? So that's why you can't just be passive. We have to be aggressive. Um, Wow. Thanks be to God that giveth us. He gave it to us. So we fight. The Bible says in Timothy to fight the good fight of what? Faith. Faith. What's at stake? Your faith. And it's not your faith. It's his faith. It's his what he already says. Faith comes by hearing his word. Not by what I think, it's not positive, it's not mental stuff, you know, that's not that. Are you following me? So it's like, I mean, I, he can't help you no more than that. He's, uh, he's not going to come to your house and make you read the Bible. Or make you, pull you out the bed and make you pray. No, you got to do that. But you know what? When you know what he did for you and how much he loves you and what he saw, how he's forgiven you and how he's just opened up doors, how he's just blew your mind. How can we not? How can you not? How can we not? He's so good. He's so good. He'll make you cry. I wanna give you these last two scriptures. <laughs> um years ago, I had a lot of church hurt, you know. You're pastoring, we didn't know, we learning, but I got hurt a lot. My my husband, you know, guys deal with stuff differently. Maybe he got hurt, but his didn't show. I don't know. But mine, I was weepy, I was I, I quit so many times. Of course I always showed up, but in my heart, I quit. It's Like, I'm not going through that. I'm not doing this. Those women don't like me. The road. See, the road. He was going in through a road. And then he uses, the Bible says, we're not ignorant of his devices. The word devices means mind games. It's he plays with the mind. So he has a road that comes with trickery, doubt. And he, boy, he was working it on me. That's why I teach this now. <laughs> because I, 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 I've been a, a victim, a partner in it. And I, and I said I wasn't going to uh, do that, and I remember sitting in a big old chair, and I would just cry. Because I've already been, always been very sensitive, you know, scary type, you know, just, that was me. I never had anybody, no, no excuse. <laughs> There, that's when you learn. There's no excuse. You can't blame nobody for your situation. But I sit in that chair and I would cry just before I got the knowledge. And I remember him being led, the scripture, Isaiah 40, 31. But they that weighed upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I have written a book called The Eagle-Fied Woman out of the teachings and the lessons and the voice of God that I heard. I literally wrote that book by by the spirit telling me what to write. And, um, you know, if you want it, you can get it. Amazon. My books are on Amazon. But here's the thing. That was a time where I drew my strength. Are you hearing me? And this just came to me today. He says, you know, all these years, you've been pumping this scripture, Isaiah 40, 31. When folks are having trouble, you say, but you need to wait on the Lord. And that's good. But you've got, remember now, that was in the Old Testament. Well, this is real good. He says, it's it's not about waiting now. It's not about waiting. But he says... In Ephesians 6 and 10. Put that up there. Ooh, this is good. How many of you know Isaiah 40 and you wait on the Lord? Hallelujah. Yeah, that's a good and it works. It got me out of a whole lot of stuff. Yes. Amen. Amen. But now he says, Finally, we are over in the New Testament. Glory to God. My brethren. What's that say? Be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then the next verse is all about so that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, this strength he's saying here before we waited for it. And don't don't get me all on the words, words so much per se. But I'm just trying to show you where God is saying my people are today. He says, I got a strength now that comes from within. Before, it was like the strength was coming upon. Ha, shaka. That was good, girl. That worked. But now, this is a command. Be strong is a command. I-, I looked it up in the actual Greek. It is, I command you. I command you. And I'm not commanding you to do something that you can't do. Because I'm commanding you to be Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which is his boundless might provides. Now, this is the strength that only can come from him. You can't go to the store and buy this. You can't Google this one. Amazon don't deliver this. I don't care if it is next day. I'm talking about at the moment when I need it the most. When I need it the most. When I need it the most. It the most. Be strong. And it's a continual. Now, now here's what, here's what I wanna show you. Man, I got a whole lot, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do this real quick. Cause you gotta understand what this word means strong be strong be strong it is the word in dunemo in meanings in dunemo comes from the root of dunamis in dunemo that means within there is a dunamis miracle working power that is already made available to you. This one you didn't ask for. It came with you when you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. It's built in. It's built in. So then I begin to... It's. It, it's a, let me see. How did it say it? It is, it is a strength. One translation says it is an excessive dose of supernatural power, an excessive dose of super, say I've got got an excessive excessive dose dose of supernatural supernatural power power. within me. me. No, 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 think about it. It's in you, right? So what comes against you comes from the outside. That's why it says greater is he. This is what he's talking about. You got a strength in you. So then I begin to say, Lord, then how come sometimes I just feel so weak? I just feel like, uh, Lord God, I just said, Lord, I didn't confess that and I said that. He says, because you're not accessing your strength. Is anybody getting this? That means it's like a vow that I can just turn on. Have you ever experienced strength in the moment? Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on. Come on. Come on. You have experienced, and it's like, where did that come from? And sometimes you wasn't praying, but somebody else was praying for you somebody else was praying for you and they are sending strength and speaking to break things off of you so all of a sudden you go like I can do this glory to God and you be thinking you did it and it's because the saints been down on their knees praying because God showed them that said go help my child go help my child go help my child when you're at your week it says let the weak say let the weak say, I am strong. Wow. Well, I'm getting even more of this now. in dunail, it's down in there. Wow. And we just have to activate it. This power is necessary. You have to have it because of the mind games that comes against you. Because, see, I don't care how smart you are, you, you can't outwit the devil. Now, I know we don't want to hear that. But you remember, he was brilliant. He is a strategist. He is a planner. He goes away for a while. He comes back. He, he, he has familiar spirits that watch you. They read you. They know, come on, come on, come on. You've got to know your enemy. That's why Jesus defeated him by saying, it is written, it is written. It is written. I got to be able, that's why I know I can cast down imaginations because the power is within. Before I even call the pastor or even over Roberts University, I need to stop right here. I need to tap right here. I need to speak. I said, Lord, I'm strong in you. And this has been a scripture that I would quote when I couldn't think of nothing else. You know, sometimes your mind would just phase out. You would just be so. And I said, Lord, I'm strong in you. And in the power of your might, tears be just running. Lord, I'm strong in you. And in the power of your might and in my union, my union, my union, my fellowship. In other words, I'm going to cooperate with you right now. (laughs) Lord, I need to cooperate with you right now because I don't know what to do. I don't feel good. I don't like This, but I'm gonna cooperate with you. The most I can do is open my mouth. Wow. And agree with God. That's that's the that's being empowered. It's an infusion. Remember, it says in Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ, who what infuses me. It's in, in the amplified it says, infuse, uh, can you put that up there? Infuses me with inner strength. That's like, we, it's like a transfusion. It will flow when you need it the most. You see what I'm saying? I know there are times when we do need the elders and we do need, but you need to, you got to tap. That's how you strengthen yourself. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am, listen, ready for anything. Now that's bold and equal to anything, but don't, don't leave this part out through him. Say, I am ready and I'm equal to through Christ, through Christ. You see why now we have to, it's, it's like, he's my breath. He's my life. So then like this morning I began to, to feel, I could feel. Interference. I felt like, my, like I was losing my breath. And nothing's wrong with me. See, when you walk with him and you spend time with him, you become sensitive to your environment. And that's what we want to train you. I want to train you so you don't walk smack up into stuff. You begin to discern. Oh, listen, baby's got discernment. My little daughter, you will go to hug her if you wasn't right. Mm. And we would say, no, baby, no. And mm, that baby knew more than what we knew. You follow what I'm saying? Now, who don't want to walk in this kind of intelligence? Oh, my goodness. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in his sufficiency. I am, this is one of them things that I, I taught that to all my grandkids. That was the first scripture, but not this long version. Because they needed to know that. I thought if you don't get nothing else from Nana, you need to get this one. I can do all things through Christ who infuses inner strength. Church, there is an, an excessive dose. Listen, you're not, you're not even begging for it. You're not even begging for it. And listen, when you have to do supernatural things, super, super uh, tasks that you may be afraid of, that's when you make a demand on the endo On the inside of you. That's what Hercules did. Because, you know, they would get strength from the gods. Hercules, how could he be so big and strong? You know? just being strengthened by a god. If a natural god could do that, how much more... So that means you are strong. You, it don't matter what your age is. It don't matter what your circumstances is. You are self sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. You, you just need to say that. Say that to yourself. Come on. Because when you leave here, let me tell you, it's an anointing in here right now. So it's going to easy for this to just kind of penetrate. One thing I find with the Word of God, you have to penetrate. When the enemy comes against you, you have to penetrate. Because it's darkness coming against the light. And once the light shows up, the darkness goes. So the Lord says, tell them. You got to activate. Tell them. They have to activate. This is what you do when you're, when you're, when you're not in church. Real, real, the real deal is what you do when you're by yourself. What you're thinking, what you're saying, what you are allowing. Amen. And then the last thing in Romans 8, it says, You are more than a conqueror. Romans 8 37 says, You know, in all these things, you are more than a conqueror. That word more than a conqueror, actually in the, in the Greek, it is hooper, um, Nikos. Hooper means over and above. And beyond, Hooper, over and above and beyond, it means to be superior. It means to be more than a match, unequaled. And then the word conqueror is our word Nikeos, where we get Nike. You know that swish? That's the way you gotta be. You are more than a conqueror. So that's what it meant that means you are an overwhelming conqueror. Overwhelming, overpowering. He conquered and now he's given it to us. He's given you the swish. More than a conqueror. Someone that's conquered means they've done all the work and now you cooperate. That's what believing is. I'm cooperating. I don't understand it, but I, but I believe it. And I'm going to sit right here. Now, those of you, come on. I, I got a song called More Than a Conqueror. It's an old one. But, you know, sometimes the oldies are goodies. And um, it's for those that, that want to, to stir up their strength this morning. Look at somebody and say, do you have that nail super thing she's talking about? Just ask them. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that that superhuman thing, that supernatural thing. Okay, Veej, my granddaughter. Come on, stand up, baby. Come on. This is my granddaughter, my lovely granddaughter. And uh, years ago, when I was doing the school, whenever I did orientation, I would come out dressed in my tigs, I have everything, the boots, the hat, the everything. And somebody gave me this flag. And so I I thought about it today. I said, well, I'm not going to put the uniform on and all of that kind of stuff. But we will have our flag. Amen. And a flag, I believe that when you stake it, what does that mean, girls? When you put a flag, you're claiming your territory. I need you to get up. Cause if you're in the army, you sure ain't lazy.